0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy. what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
1: make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at WhoPetsPod.com. for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our shows and if you can't please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break and our new network that we're so happy to be part of, that's the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. It is truly appreciated. But I'll tell you what, a fun game today, although kind of upset a little bit for blowing a 10 and 15-point lead at various times throughout the ballgame. But LeBron James, a really stellar performance. Nice to see LeBron putting his stamp on the MVP race. And I think he was a little bit frustrated You could tell during the course of the game because of the fact, again, they not only gave up one big lead of double digits, they gave up two big leads of double digits. So that's not exactly going to warm him over. But I will tell you this, that the Lakers did come out ultimately on top. They did pull away, 116-105 over the Charlotte Hornets, and a very impressive LaMelo ball. And here today with a big smile on his face, and not just because of the Lakers.
1: (laughs) UCLA.
0: Oh, sorry. I can't do that. Fight on Trojans. But anyways, at least, you know, with the USC, we didn't have to go into a playing game this year. Hmm. Yeah. But then again, who has more national championships? I know you could rub that in my face, but anyways, he's a happy man because he gets to rub it in on Sean, AKA magic man and L Rob. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Again, Lakers pulled away, that's nice. LeBron James, great performance, that's nice. But you got to be a little bit concerned about the lack of focus at times because they took off their foot off the pedal, not once, but twice.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm not really concerned about it, Gerald. I I thought that we were in control most of the game, even though the Hornets had a couple of little spurts to come back. They never really could get the lead again, you know, other than that three-point lead that they had early in the game. And I think that you know it's I think I give more credit to the to the Hornets for coming out at, at, after the halftime. They came out and practically wiped out that lead. Then we built up another one. They came back out again. And it's the same problem that, that you have when the Lakers get behind as every team does, which is it takes so much energy out of you just to catch up that that sometimes you just run out of gas at that point in time and the other team pulls away. And that's what happened with the Lakers there. Some great play by LeBron. I mean After being the playmaker for a couple of games and posting those triple doubles, we saw LeBron, the scorer come out today and firing away from three, uh, attacking the basket. Sometimes a little more isolation than I really like, but uh, all in all, you know, it was good to see Caruso get back on the floor. So we weren't quite as shorthanded. Alex was obviously a little rusty on on the shots. I I couldn't believe the layups that both guys on both teams missed, (laughs) you know, trez was just shaking his head by the end of the game and then and then the one that gordon missed i couldn't believe you know that was just well like- you
0: know with trez he's just been so efficient lately in yeah. the past three games you knew the 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 basketball gods were gonna say you know what i know you shoot dunk, normally it, trez. 60- dunk yeah. it man is what yeah, the basketball
1: gods are saying i,
0: I know <laughs> you normally shoot 60 plus but and i know you've been, been shooting 73 percent plus in the past three games but you know what gonna to have to go ahead and slow you down. like you said, you should have dunked the ball, but again they were missing a lot of bunnies. Caruso could have had a couple and ones and it just just it's concentration sometimes. I don't know what's going on, but again it's still kind of upset when we, we go into the lane and we're not looking at the basket when we have those layups brought to us and we're always going ahead analytics passing out for three-pointers that still happened today it kind of irritated me but yeah,
1: kcp threw one when he was actually right after that's rim. what
0: exactly what i'm talking about that was yeah. so irritating i don't
1: mind those when the three goes in but
0: uh no i don't mind i do I mind those. when the three misses missed and then it definitely no. is a killer I, mi- I mind when the three even when they take the three even if they but make it you know, the we won
1: this game out. with the three-point shooting tonight
0: I understand that, my friend. But when you have the easy basket, what do you tell your kids? What do you tell your
1: your <laughs> players when you're a coach? You're you a coach. take that basket. You take the basket yeah. when they give you.
0: Exactly. Good so, offense
1: uh, takes what the defense gives you, and if the defense gives you a layup, you take that layup. Unless exactly. you're down. Unless you're down three yeah. at the end of the game.
0: Of course, of course. But right in the set, what is the second quarter when he did that? Right. It's just like you know, it makes you scratch your head. But again, the Lakers seemingly had. You know, whenever they wanted, whenever they wanted, they could just put their you know their foot to the floor, you know, the pedal to the metal, and just move out and distance themselves from the team. They just took that foot off the gas. That's kind of irritating to see that they had this win in control the whole game, and they chose those points in time to go ahead
1: and rubber band you them know, back They didn't back. do it on purpose, man. You got to get it's <laughs> the
0: NBA, and I understand
1: that it's, it's a human nature. League. You know, it's human nature.
0: You've got to run. I've got to run. You've got to run. I've got to run. But I could just see the way LeBron acts. I could see the way he was irritated by it. That's that's the problem that gets me because, you know, at 36 and 18 years in the league, you know, you, yeah, you don't have LeBron LeBron. Takes,
1: It's like the last last game. LeBron took off a lot of defensive plays the last game. Tonight yeah. he did not He paces himself during the game. You can tell that. And
0: uh, I think he also wanted to go ahead and send a message today to Mr. LaBella ball. You know,
1: I think he saw the opportunity. We knew that Utah lost. uh, And then we knew the Suns were in trouble. Perfect opportunity for the Lakers to move up in the standings and, and, and for the team to continue to show that four wins in a row. Now um, starting off the second half of the season. Yeah. uh, The team is learning to play without Anthony Davis. In the long run, I think that's going to be a huge benefit for them.
0: I want to ask you this. Dennis Schroeder, 22 points. Not the greatest of shooting days, but still Mm -hmm. very effective, aggressive in the half court. I want to hear your thoughts on Dennis Schroeder and how he played today. Again, like you said, the Lakers pulled it out. Great win with Utah and Phoenix losing. They've moved up second place overall in the NBA, a game and a half behind Utah. But again, how did Schroeder? I mean, overall, his game to me, again, is so aggressive. And that's what I like to see.
1: Well, he's probably one of the quickest guys in the league and fastest guys in the league going to the rim. And sometimes he gets out of control. I mean, sometimes these speed players do that. Uh, Tonight, he also hit a couple of threes, which is great because that's the weak point in his game. He played some good defense. There was an interesting quote from. About the Lakers trade deadline exploits, uh-huh. um, and he was really saying that one of the things that that is looks like it may be happening is the Lakers have not given that extension to Dennis, and the reason apparently is because Dennis wants to be in the mid wants more than well more than twenty million, and the Lakers really can't give that to him at this point in time, which means no, you that can't. he's going to wait till summer. That opens up the door for possibly trading him because if we don't, if we aren't going to pay 25 million for him in the middle of summer, then we may well trade him. Yeah. Uh, Then he also asked this, brought up this whole subject of the fact that the Lakers, the Lakers would like to open up money for THT for Schroeder. If he's going to get is an extension and, uh, and maybe even for Harrell. So you you end up with a situation where there's a lot of talk that the Lakers might even be looking to trade for somebody on an expiring contract. That opens up all sorts of opportunities. Uh, one of which is Andre Dremond. You know, between KCP and, and Harold, you've got twenty one million dollars that can bring back twenty six million.
0: But there's also the possibility he will come here on a buyout anyway. So why would you want to go through the process of a trade? I'm just bringing that to you, scenario um,
1: Well, the the reasoning behind that is, number one, you make sure that he doesn't go to the Nets, (laughs) which is as much a possibility as the Lakers. And number two, you get some financial flexibility with it because you don't have those contracts going forward so that you can spend the money on THT. You can spend the money on Schroeder, for example, if you were to trade KCP and Harrell, because we probably aren't going to be able to keep Harrell, especially if he plays this well the second half. And then there's the third thing, which is you get his bird rights. And that's one of the reasons why he's hesitant to do a buyout, because if if there's a buyout, he loses his bird rights. And that means that teams aren't going to be able to go over the cap. So any team he's traded to, for example, can go over the cap to sign him as a free agent next summer because they have his bird rights. So there's a lot of reasons there. You know, it's kind of interesting because it's the Lakers. You know, I mean, Jeannie Buss says, hey, no problem. You know, luxury tax, we'll pay it. Except then he's got to turn. She's turning to to Rob Polinka, and polinka has got to figure out, okay, you know, we may have a $100 million luxury tax if we sign Schroeder. We've got KCP's raise coming in next year. We got Kuzma's raise coming in next year. We got THC. We got Alex Caruso that we want to keep. We've got to spend money for them. And so these are the types of things that the teams have to work out because it's it's a combination of winning a championship, keeping your options open so that you can make moves. There are, you know, there's a lot of other good free agents out there this summer. So looking for an expiring contract like Otto Porter Jr. Or Drummond, those are opportunities that the Lakers might decide it's better off for them in the long run financially. Drummond is an interesting case because I don't, I do, I've never, I've never been a big fan of his. I, I've always felt that he was a difficult fit on the Lakers because he doesn't play the kind of defense that we played last year in the playoffs. Um, but on the other hand, he is a shot blocker. He is a great rebounder, and he scores 17 points a game, and he gives size that is pretty intimidating.
0: I listened to the Woj pod as well, and they were stressing the fact that you know one of the things that is missing is that size. Yep. That intimidation factor that we saw. I know you were not exactly the best fan, the biggest fans of Dwight Howard and also Javale McGee. Okay, I get that. And if you're just so, listening to us now, if you just joined us on, on the yeah. Who Network, no, it's because I don't think
1: they offer anything on offense that that, yeah. that Drummond offers from rebounding and scoring.
0: But you've not been high on the Drummond chain because Drummond, no, and I like you've yet. also said, because on a playoff situation. Just like Gobert, just like any big seven footer that's out there, except for Joel Embiid and Jokic, they're gonna be played off the floor. So yeah, it's awful hard to risk. play a guy off
1: the floor if he's getting 15 rebounds and 17 points. See, that's the problem with Drummond, is, is theoretically he could score enough at the other end to keep from getting to keep from getting played off of the floor. Whereas he's not going to be a guy who can do the switching, rotating defense that we used with Morris and A D last year in the playoffs that was so successful. But there are so are teams where you know you go up against Joker, you go up against Embiid. He's the kind of player who can really give them trouble just because of his two hundred and eighty pounds and his and his height. Well I'll um, tell you
0: I'll tell you this if they are able in the buyout situation to get both Drummond and so Otto if they get Drummond Carter, in
1: a buyout situation that's the best of all. Better than trading for him in my opinion. Yeah. But even, if they get there, him. even though there's some options, even though you get a couple of options that are advantageous, you free up cap space yeah, I know. to get Caruso right. and THT and, and Schroeder, and you get bird rights with him on a trade. But he
0: is 27 years old. I want to stress that. Yeah. The reason that yeah. makes him more attractive than virtually all the potential buyout candidates are out there yeah. is because he's not at the tail end of his career. Yeah. And also, if they were to get him and Otto Porter... If they were able to get both on a buyout, if both become available on that, I think that would be I truly
1: awesome. I think both are possibly trade-ass. If Woj is right about the Lakers wanting to open up flexibility for their free agents, those are the two guys who are the most attractive expiring contracts to trade for.
0: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads! We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend, with that. And we'll talk more about that in the coming days because it is a week from today when the NBA
1: trade deadline hits. There's a game on the 24th. So anything that's going to happen is going to happen before that game on the 24th.
0: That's for sure.
1: Games before the Lakers will make a decision on the trade situation.
0: But once again, the Lakers did pull away in the fourth quarter, 116-105. It's becoming old hack by now that they do pull away in the fourth quarter, but we'll take the win. Again, winners of four in a row since the All-Star break and now in second place overall in the NBA. A game and a half, creeping up a game and a half behind the Utah Jazz, who surprisingly lost at Washington today. I was listening to that game, and I couldn't believe it. I thought I told my daughter, I oh, watch, my gosh. I watched the game. If I, I I told my daughter I said I'm here in Vegas and if I was right now in the books I would go ahead and bet second half on the Jazz and take all the money I can and sure enough they didn't do it you know it was it was crazy they didn't get it done yeah I mean serious that would have, that was easy money now mind you they they actually no they wouldn't didn't even make up the the spread on that so I will I will just say this that. It was a great game as far as from the standpoint we got to see the young and the old as far as the playmakers and the future for the Lakers short-term and the future for the Charlotte Hornets long-term. I want to get your final impressions of this game today with Lamelo Ball, and how far do you think that this Charlotte Hornets team can advance with him as the main player on their roster?
1: First off, I think he is – it's going to be between him and Ant-Man – as to who's going to be rookie of the year. I mean, uh, Edwards scored 44 points tonight, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, Edwards has come on in the last couple of games. So if he keeps on going at that, that he's going to get consideration. But the first three, four months for him were pretty scary as far as efficiency is concerned.
1: I think Mello is going to be the rookie of the year. I think he is the best choice. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's going to be maybe not a player of the dimension of uh, of, um, Luca, but he's going to be one of those guys that there's teams that are going to be regretting having not picked him at some point in time when they had an opportunity. He's an electric player. He can shoot from outside. He's got great vision of the court. He's taller than Lonzo. And he's not afraid to go to the rim. You know, that's the big difference between him and his older brother. Lonzo's weakness is basically shooting free throws and getting to the rim. So I, you know, I like Melo, I love him a lot. There's another player that uh, actually that I've written about, too, that I, I think is kind of interesting, which is Devon's the Lonzo ball back to the Lakers.
0: Oh, situation. well, there you go. But that's going to be a harder deal because he's playing so well. And if you're going to have to go ahead and trade you for know, him, but they to seem the to lot. be
1: they still seem to be talking. I mean, you, you can see the Porzingis rumors have died down and so forth, but everybody seems to feel that it's still up in the air as to whether or not Lonzo will stay. Yeah. You know, but well so again, because he is so a free agent. And and let's so here's so here's a great situation. What happens if the Lakers are convinced that Schroeder is going to get a $25 million offer? And the Lakers don't want to use the bird rights to match $25 million for him. That's an interesting trade.
0: That um, is an interesting trade.
1: And, and you throw KCP in there, and you have a KCP and Schroeder for you switch backcourts where for Redick and and Lonzo Ball and the Lakers get all of that flexibility they get out of those two contracts, and they're looking at two free agents basically. One of them a restricted free agent, and the other uh, who, who they can give a qualifying offer to, and the other just a, a downright free agent. In the case of of uh, Redick, who they'd probably let go unless he had still had gas left and proved it. So it it's turned into a fascinating. I think it's turned into a fascinating situation for the Lakers as we head into the trade deadline and and it'll be great to see who knows what's going to happen.
0: Who knows what's going to happen. Indeed.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout,
0: but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. But once again, I'm with Laker Tom. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at the best fan site that's out there, Lakerholics.com. We're not only going to see his great articles there and also his medium.com site, but also you will go ahead and check out all the great stuff that's been done by five great things from Admiral Akbar himself, Jamie Sweet. I wonder if he called this a trap game or not. I didn't hear too loudly from him. And then also as well, Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, all of us put out new content pretty much every single day at Lakerholics.com, the best Lakers fan site that's out there. But before you head on out, my friend, I want you not only to give an update on what's going on with your latest articles at Lakerholics.com, but also a chance to rub some salt into the wound because you as a UCLA alumni got a chance to go ahead and revel in the victory over L. Robs. Michigan State.
1: UCLA started off the season so well and then and then came just like string of close losses after close losses. They've had a good recruiting class coming in next year and uh, I mean I grew up I grew up watching Dick Enberg call those 11 p.m. reruns of the UCLA Bruins games with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton and, and all of those great years and so forth and so those were really the, the heart of my basketball, college basketball uh, years of enjoyment. So uh, I still root for the Bruins every year, even though it's been a difficult, you know, last few years, hoping that the things turned around. And so it was great to see them win that play in game, actually now make the tournament. And once you get in there, that's it, the one thing about March Madness anything is possible.
0: It's just hard, though, because they're going in at a disadvantage because they have yeah. to go in with a little bit of rest. But we'll see. These are young kids, so you never know. Also, in these playing teams, I heard it the other way around because they've already created a rhythm. So you've right. won True. once, so you're now going in a little bit more expectant of what's going to go and happen, whereas somebody that's just been out for a week or week and a half or sometimes up to two, two and a half weeks because they won their conference right. tournament yeah. or whatnot, you're playing up against – they're coming in real and cold. You're
1: coming in as a very low seed, which means you're getting yeah. matched up against a pretty good team. So yeah. you know that's that's also the huge disadvantage yeah. that they have. But listen, congratulations to the Bruins for making it. It was a great night tonight. I mean, the Suns lost, the Jazz lost, the the Lakers won, and uh, the Bruins won. I can't complain. I can, but you know, <laughs> oh, are you SC Trojan? Did you go to SC? I did for
0: a cup of coffee, my friend. A cup of almost like a cup of Starbucks coffee. But yes, I did go to USC for a little bit.
1: I went to yeah. I went to USC for a little bit too. Well, there you go. See? But I went to UCLA last.
0: Well, that's that's uh your fault. Unfortunately, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. But fight on Trojans, fight on. But again, it is the Lakers winning, which is why we're here. The Lakers fast break 116-105. Laker Tom and I are going to be back for you soon. But before we head on out, you didn't tell people what you're working on at LakerHolex.com.
1: Well, I had an article out uh, today that uh, was basically looking at what I call the the Lakers bench big three, which is obviously Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and Taylor Horton Tucker. They had three games in a row where they were shooting seventy. They were scoring seventy-seven percent more than they did in the first half of the season. Uh-huh. And, the, actually the impact on the offense of the way that we changed, we really went out and, and Frank Vogel, I give him credit because all year long, he's never really pushed LeBron James and Montrez Harrell pick and rolls the way that, you know, the reason that Harrell won the six man of the year award and averaged 20 points per game last year was the pick and rolls that Lou Will and him ran for the Clippers. And we'd never really taken advantage of giving trez his big opportunity and we did in the first three games of the of the season or of the second half of the season and that strategy opened it up we averaged 31 assists we were we went to the free throw line uh, 30 times um and we shot 40 percent from the from the three-point line tonight for example we went up against a team that shoots 35 threes a game and we only shoot 30 a game well we shot 39 and held them to 20. yeah that's really the focus of what we're trying to do we need to improve our three-point differential because we're negative whereas the jazz the clippers and uh, the jazz the clippers and the um who am i leaving out of there
0: Oh, the, uh, the
1: nets are all shoot 43s a game and if you shoot 10 less threes a game you're probably going to make three less which is like nine or ten points so it's good to see it's good to see kuzma He'll be up. He'll be up over five threes a game now. He shot nine tonight, and hit four of them. But we need some volume three point shooting, and we need players to develop confidence. And you know, as a coach, what I've always told the kids on my teams is basically, you can't make them if you don't take them. And uh, the Lakers just basically need to let fly and shoot the threes with confidence. They did tonight. Uh, and that was the, the last little streak that pulled us ahead was really those three-pointers that went in. LeBron also starting off the game, you know, he put three threes in tonight, which was really great. Four. Um, four? Wow.
0: Four for nine.
1: So, so, you know, that those are the that's the type of shooting that you really have to have uh, if we're going to survive in the playoffs. Last year, we shot 30 a game, 31 a game for the season, and then we went into the playoffs and shot 34. And at a higher percentage than we did during the regular season, so we can make up some of that deficit. We didn't really kill them in the paints and the points in the paint tonight, like we had did the first three games uh, of the second half of the season. But it's a good win. We showed some resilience in coming back. We never really let them take over the lead, and we're four and zero now. If we can win the next couple of games, you know, it's always interesting to see how that affects the decision-makers in the Lakers front office. You know, if you go in there 6-0 and and you have Kuzma, Talon Horton-Tucker, and Montrezl Harold doing, playing great, as well as LeBron and, and other people in the starting lineup, then it takes some of that pressure off of uh, of feeling like you have to make a trade. I've been strongly in, in one category, which is I think that we do need to make a trade for a volume three-point shooter and possibly a rim protector. But... I'd have to say i've been also influenced by the fact of how well the bench has played the last three games and then even tonight kuzma and tht played really well although tht had this little 25 second stretch where he where he blew you know five point lead worth of the lead but it'll be a good call you know i mean as fans we don't have the inside information of what's going on in the locker room what what actual negotiations are with other teams so yeah, I do have a lot of trust in Rob Palenka and the Lakers front office and the coaching staff to make the right decisions and we'll see what happens with them. I'm watching Twitter like like you do every year during free agency. It's uh the free agency and the trade deadline are the the two times when you you really you really as a fan have a chance to see what's going to happen with your team and what changes could really change the dynamics of the future.
0: He's got Shams And Woj, refreshing, refreshing (laughs) on Twitter right there for you every few seconds just to make sure he's got the latest news and information. Again, the Lakers did win 116-105. Laker, Tom, it's been great having you on. We want to thank so much the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We are so thrilled to be part of this great network. Please support their sponsors today and also support the other tremendous podcasters on that network. That's hoopheadspod.com. Want to go ahead and check out all the great shows that are on there, including ours, because we're now part of the Hoop Heads team. Well, Laker Tom, it was a great victory once again. Kenna, thank you enough for being part of today's broadcast. For all you pop culture fans, I'm dropping a PCC multiverse on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel talking about the Justice League, Falcon Winter Soldier, and so much more, so please check that out. And once again, it is the Lakers 116-105. Laker Tom and I will be back on Saturday. It's going to be an afternoon game against the Sizzling hot. Ow! It's so hot and it's burning. It's one hot team against the other as the Lakers against the Atlanta Hawks. And we'll be coming on right after that, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.